0: When I'm hiring, that I look for people that are curious, that are competitive, and that are coachable. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at Workinsports.com, Brian Clapp. Big week coming up this week. Have a great interview with Michele Rinchioso, who is the VP of Operations at Rock Nation. I actually think I said his name right. So here's the funny thing. Okay. His name is spelled in a traditional English sense, would be Michelle or Michel. And his last name is Rinchioso. And I asked him during our interview, pronounce it for me. He's from Italy. He played professional football in Germany. He lives in London now. He's got this cool accent. This guy has got more swag than I will ever have in my entire life. Like, he's just like, I don't know, he's amazing. Um, but I said, oh, can you pronounce your name for me? Because I just want to make sure I say it right. And he said, Michele Roncoso. Like super fast, and I was like, "Oh, can you slow it down so I can understand it in English?" But I think I got it right. Michele is how you pronounce his first name, and Rincoso. So he is the VP of operations at Rock Nation, and that's a pretty big job. He and uh, he's helping to lead the international division out of London. They're doing a lot of work with Premier League, well, footballers, professional footballers across the world. It's super cool. Great conversation. Ishvin Anand, one of our former guests that you should all be familiar with by now, who is the CEO of Open Sponsorship and one of my favorite people, recommended Michele, and I am so glad that she did. So look forward to that coming up on Wednesday. Let's jump into today's question, because I really like this question. It comes from Jeremy in upstate New York. Jeremy writes in. Hey, Brian, I'm entering my senior year of high school. I play soccer and baseball at the varsity level, but not quite good enough to play in college. Nonetheless, I've figured out that I really want to work in sports and you are the expert on that. So here I am with a question. This year we'll be practicing mock job and college application interviews. One thing I've learned about myself is that I am terrible in these situations. I know interviews and professional conversations are really important. Can you help give me some tips to do better and improve? Jeremy, great question and one that so many people have. You are not alone in this and interviewing is a skill so cool that we're getting questions coming in from even high school age. And the, the earlier we can get into these conversations, start giving guidance, like I am all for it. So if you're out there in high school and you're like, I'm not sure if I should ask a question, please do email me bclap at workinscourse.com. We will consider your question for an upcoming show. I'm reading a book right now, and you've probably all heard of it, but I love it. It's Emotional Intelligence 2.0, and you're understanding your EQ score, and that essentially emotional intelligence equates more to your future success than IQ. So EQ is 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 a superior indicator to long-term success, emotional intelligence, versus intellectual quotient. I think that's what IQ stands for. I kind of just spitballed that off the top of my head. Maybe IQ doesn't stand, anyway, it doesn't matter. EQ greater than IQ. So the reason I bring this up is because they have proven that IQ is something you are almost born with. Like if you take this test multiple times, you're always going to be right around in the same area. So it's not something, no matter how much you study, it's not something you can really improve upon. You are born this way, which is kind of fascinating if you think about it. It's like, well, then why did I, anyway, I won't get into that. EQ is quite the opposite. You can learn these skills. You can improve in this area. You can train and do better. And so EQ is something we can all improve upon. And the reason I bring that up is because interviewing is the same thing. You can improve in these areas. It is not like you were locked into this. It's not like you should start telling yourself in your head, like, I'm an introvert. I'm never going to be good at this. I'm not, I don't, I'm not comfortable in these environments or I'm this or I'm that. Don't label yourself. The more you can get comfortable in this and improve, it is, all, it is all possible. You can improve in each series, and we're going to give you some tips to do that. So I have six, maybe seven tips that I want to give you today that I think will help get you there. Um, we're going to try to go a layer deeper than a lot of, t- of other topics out there. A lot of times, you know, you'll know, you hear things that are very superficial, like to sit up straight and to look at the camera and stuff. We're not going to talk about a lot of that kind of stuff. We're going to get into some other things that I think will really help you in an interview situation and in any kind of professional conversation. It doesn't have to be just an interview. The first thing that you need to do when you have applied for a job and they've reached back out to you and said, hey, we want to talk more with you, is research. That's the first thing you need to focus on. So people always say that they're like, okay, I understand I need research, but like, what does that mean? The way I would approach research is in a very tangible way. Like going and reading news articles about the company and what they're up to recently is helpful. You want to know why they're in the news, but really I'm trying to look at it and say, well, what will help you during the interview conversation? You want to research their corporate culture. What is it like to work there? You want to research how they make money. You want to understand how their business operates. What do they do and how does it get there? Even if your job isn't necessarily directly correlated with how they're making money or revenue generation, understanding how their business functions. So you understand what's most important within an organization. Very helpful. What is their persona like on social media? Go look at them on social media. How do they represent their brand? Is it really strict? Is it very professional? Are they more casual? Do they like to have some fun out there? You need to know that because that goes to the spirit of their organization as well. How many people do they have on staff? Are they a hybrid work environment right now where you're allowed to work from home and sometimes in the office? Are they fully remote? Are they all on a on a campus somewhere? You need to know that especially now because these are things that impact how you want to live and be and what you're most comfortable with. So if you can start to research those things, that will start to breed some confidence in the conversation. I did say earlier that, you know, uh, news elements going on around them can be, you know, uh, important. I actually do like to know that stuff. I like to know what's happening in their business right now, any new deals they've signed, uh, any big partnerships that are coming up, any massive contracts, anything of that nature, because then you understand, just, you know, you're more present with how the the organization is running right now. The next thing I want to share is uh, a mantra. Now, this may seem a little bit out there, but I think... If you give yourself a few key messages that you want to get across during your interview process and you repeat them to yourself, that helps you when the event is actually happening. Here's what I mean. You call it your mantra. Um, I tell everybody in this audience, like you've probably heard me say this hundreds of times. So when I'm hiring, that I look for people that are curious, that are competitive, and that are uh, coachable. And what I mean by that is curious. I want people that are always trying to learn. I want people that are active learners. They want to improve and grow and try new things and get out there. They're curious. They want to learn and do more. I want somebody who's coachable because I want them to be up for training. I want them to be open to learning from other points of view as well, not just their own. And that they can course correct and they're not too stuck in their ways that they're going to be coachable. And competitive is that they they want to beat the competition. Like they do have that fire inside of them that says, I want to achieve more than other people, not necessarily internally, but externally. I want to beat the competition. Now, I'm I'm bringing that up because if I repeat that in my head a lot beforehand, that I want somebody who's curious, coachable, and competitive, it it is part of my framework during that conversation. And those things are naturally then coming up in the interview process. Now, flip it around to you. You've done the research, right? You've put in the work to understand their corporate culture, how they make money. You've learned about this business. You've read the job description many times and you understand the the thrust of the job. So now take that and put it into three words, just three words, put it into three words that you want to think about as you're going through this interview process. So maybe from this research you've done and from reading the job description, you've determined like, I want to get across, I'm a leader. I'm organized, and I'm compassionate. So in the 24 hours leading up to this interview, just keep repeating that in your head. I'm a leader, I'm organized, and I'm compassionate. I'm a leader, I'm organized, and I'm compassionate. And these sort of things, say these things to yourself over and over again, drill it into your head, and you'll make sure that these moments, this tone, these traits come through in your interview process. You'll get that across. And you know these are important because you've done the research. Trust me, little things like this do matter. Take your time and think about it and just keep repeating to yourself. I'm a leader, I'm organized, and I'm compassionate. And I know these are important things that I want to get across during the interview process. I know it sounds a little out there, but trust me, this sort of stuff works. Next one, a focus on storytelling. Okay, so I've interviewed hundreds of people, not only in professional for the podcast, in my media career, for jobs, And a lot of interviews are boring, really boring. Like you start to, after a while, be like, okay, let's wrap this up. But those who can craft a story and relate to an audience or relate to the people that they're talking to, those are never boring. Those stand out. So think about your experiences in terms of stories you can tell. You will find in most job interviews, you'll get a lot of behavioral interview questions. And what that means is, Tell me about a time you did X. Tell me about a time you did Y. So tell me about a time you overcame some sort of an objection. Or tell me about a time you took what looked like a a fail and turned it into a win. Like like all kinds of scenarios like that. The more you can tell through stories, rather than just in a very two-dimensional static sense, the more emphasis you can put into an actual beginning, middle, and end story. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be crazy long but you build up an interest, you give an understanding of, of what you learned during it, and then you can make a strong conclusion on it and you can tell it in a relatable sense, that'll make all the difference in, in the world. It'll make it easier for them to listen and it'll make it easier for them to recall why you were special. Because I've had this happen before where I'm interviewing somebody and they tell a really good story. And when when I have to then break down this candidate. To someone else, my boss, other people on the team, I can say, oh, yeah, they told this really great story about X, Y, and Z. Stories stick in your mind, right? Stories stand out. So if you get good at telling stories about your experiences, that is a huge advantage in an interview setting. My advice to you is practice this. Go through some, there's plenty of guides out there on behavioral interview questions, things that you might get asked during an interview. Think about those stories. Think about how your stories may relate to the questions that you get asked and we all have them, okay? We all have stories from our lives and our experience. Just make sure you think those through so you can bring them back out during the interview process. Number three. Is that number three or is that number four? That is number four. See, counting is hard. Um, nonverbal communication. Okay, key here, nonverbal. That means you're not making noises. Like people tend to think that in the interview process or phone interviews or video interviews, the little, uh-huh, mm-hmm, you, Huh? Those little noises you make that are helpful. They're not. They actually ruin the rhythm of the other person. We're talking about, and they actually—they can be seen as an interruption. We don't want that. Okay. What we're talking about is the other things like uh, smiling, making eye contact, looking directly at your camera. That's nonverbal communication. You're making eye contact with the other person. Little head nods, smiles, I mean, looking like you're happy and excited. That goes a long way during an interview conversation. And that's a key word in there too, conversation versus interview. Interview tends to get people nervous. Think of it like a conversation. Some of it's framing your mind around this whole thing. But the nonverbal communication, your ability to smile and make eye contact. And you know, if your hands move a little bit like mine do, that's totally okay too. Shows you're into it, you're enthusiastic. At least that's what I like to tell myself, that when I move my hands, it means I'm enthusiastic. Number five. Active listening. Okay, you hear that and you think, I know what active listening is, it means I'm paying attention. And that's not what it means. Okay. Active listening is bigger than paying attention. Listening is paying attention. Active listening means you're you're combining listening with your in the intent and feelings of the other person that is speaking. Why is that important? Well, if you're active listening and you're picking up on not only what they're saying, but how they're saying it their body language when they're saying it, their emphasis, their certain changes in intonation, you can pick up on what those really important moments are. And then you can lean into them and understand their importance. If you're paying attention and somebody starts to like get more enthusiastic as they're talking about certain revenue uh, questions, or if they're talking about analytics, or if they're talking about like some marketing idea or marketing concept, you can start to understand, okay, that's very important in this conversation. This is something that they are really emphasizing and you can give it the necessary level of, of attention from yourself. So active listening is different than just listening. If you are paying attention to The whole thing going on, like everything they're saying and they're doing and their body language, again, you'll be in a a much better situation. You'll pick up on things and utilize it during the interview process. And that's really, really powerful. Uh, The next one, focus on them. Focus on them. Everyone's intuition in an interview is I got to blurt out everything that I bring, everything about me. Okay. Seems logical. But what do you think the interviewer wants to hear? Yes, the interview is trying to learn about you. And you are going to talk a lot about what you can do. But what I want you to do is talk about what you can do as it connects to what they need. So it's not just about what you want or what you are. It's about what they need and how you can solve it. See that little distinction in there? It's the same thing I tell people about their LinkedIn profiles. Don't make your verbiage about what you want. Same thing with resumes and cover letters. If you say things like, I want a job in advertising that can use the skills that I gathered getting my degree in advertising, like, okay, great. That's what you want. I'd rather have you talk about what you can do to make my business better. Tell me, give me a way of understanding what value you bring to the table. And that becomes a whole lot more interesting to me as a potential employer. If you can start to frame the way you talk into messaging that says, I'm going to help you solve your problems. Because think about that. Every job requisition out there in the global hiring employment world, every one of those jobs is to solve a problem at that organization. They're bringing in a human asset to say, I need somebody focused on these things, right? If you can make your interview process explain how you will solve those problems, You're already ahead of most people because they're totally focused on, I did this, I did that, I can do this, I can do that. Phrase it to me in a way that shows me you're going to solve the problems I have at my organization and right away, I start to see you as a solution and exactly what I need. Final one, confidence. Now, this is when you have to practice. I never used to be confident looking right into the camera. It used to give me freakies, like I just would not be comfortable doing it. Now it seems very natural, right? I never used to be able to make that solid long-term eye contact. I never used to be able to emote the way that I wanted to because I was always thinking of the next question or what might come up next or that I messed up the last one or that I didn't really get that point across. You got to get out of your head and you got to understand that each, each question is its own individual moment. And what you want to do is be end, able to end on a high That's the most memorable stuff that's going to come out the last two or three questions. And if you start to get that momentum going, you're going to be better off. If you're thinking about what you did wrong in previous questions, you're going to fall down, right? So work on your confidence. The best way to do that is by doing mock interviews and and trying to just practice your way through this. Get used to staring directly into a camera lens. Get used to how you talk and what what your face looks like as you do certain things. Get used to your storytelling. Practice some of your stuff. Confidence comes through, and you do want to hire confident people. Confidence is different than cocky. We know this. We've all been through it. You've all been told it millions of times. You don't want to be flip. You don't want to do anything that makes you seem less than serious or like you're too good for it or like you're going to be hard to manage. But having some confidence that you know you can do this, you know you're the right fit, that is just it, that's enticing. So if you can do that, you're going to be in a really good position. So remember, the overarching key here, okay research your preparation research first it's going to start to give you some more confidence too right the more you know the more you're armed with the better off you'll be give yourself that three to four word mantra that you can just keep repeating over and over again because it's going to make sure you don't miss those points or that spirit of what you want to get across focus on storytelling right Make sure the answers to your questions get into a good story. Get me into something that I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to take it away as an interviewer. I'm going to remember, oh, that's, remember when they talked about this thing they did on that job? Oh, yeah, okay, I remember that. That's going to stand out. Your nonverbal communication is really important. Your body language, your spirit, your eye contact, your head nods, your smiles, all those things. Um, Active listening, again, the whole part, not just the words, the actions, okay, their intent what they're doing on the other side, the changes in their voice, pick up on those things because that will make a difference in how you handle things. Focus on them and this job opening and how you can solve it and then just be confident. If you can do those things, you're going to be in a really good position. So Jeremy, I know you're feeling like you're not that great at this right now and everybody else listening who's worried about this. If you focus on these things and you give yourself that intention, you're going to be better than you think you are. So just focus there and you'll do just great. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to the Worker Sports Podcast. Super important. It makes us grow. And that's important because we want to get the word out there. Michele Rinquioso on uh, Wednesday, VP of Operations for Rock Nation. Super cool. Look forward to you guys hearing that one.